Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, share your comments and thoughts, and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And we always ask you to please remember that we are not experts. We're just podcast hosts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And we've got a couple friendly reminders for you. We do. Number one, you want a Forever 35 t-shirt? We've got them. Mm-hmm. You want a Forever 35 fanny pack? We got them. A mug? Sure. A f- uh, leggings? Yep. How about socks? We do have socks. Mm-hmm. That might be... How about stickers? Yep. Oh, yeah, we have we stickers. We even have art. 
we do have art. Yeah, you can get a frame. You can, well, we, we can't frame it, but you can get a print that you can then frame of our logo. On our merch website. On our merch website, which is forever35merch.com. And also, we are hoping you have tuned in to G Thanks Just Bought It. Yep. The, the f- new podcast that we are executive producing, hosted yeah. by Caroline Moss. Look at us. Look at us. All right. That's it. That's it. Let's get That's into it. All we want to say. <laughs> all right. We're going to kick things off with uh, a person who I really connected with. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Hello, Forever 35. My name is Kristen. I am calling in with a raspy morning voice to contribute to the what do you do at 5 a.m. discussion. Um, I am a 5 a.m. early riser. I'm currently waiting to go to a weights class. And this is my morning time of peace, solitude, get in what I need to. Um, a little bit of backstory. I am a solo parent. I decided to adopt a little girl uh, on my own three and a half years ago. And that rocked my world for all the good reasons and all the hard reasons, as any parent can tell you. So I started waking up even earlier and really using the mornings to get myself ready for the day. I owe my own business and need, you know, full mental and emotional capacity there as well as with my daughter. So before I started going to, you know, weights classes or gym classes in the morning, I would work out or do work out at my house. I eat breakfast alone. I make coffee. I sit and read while I drink it hot. I shower, I get ready, and I do all the things that help me feel prepared for the day by myself without tending to someone else, answering the phone, answering a question. Um, and my day is really just set up better because I wake up this early. My body clock is already set this way. I do go to bed early in order to make all of this happen, but it really does make me a happier human. Um, I love going to bed early and being able to do this. Um, though it doesn't sound like I'm that alert and awake, uh, awake via my voice today, but I appreciate, uh, both of you so much. And this podcast was introduced to me by a friend, Julia. Hi, Julia. Um, so thank you so much. The Facebook group is amazing. Just the support of women, um, encouraging each other and offering advice is just what we need to see more of in the world. So thank you for, uh, providing the space. I wish you both fantastic early mornings. Oh, well, love that. Hello. You know, there's a very interesting article that just came out. Um, about last week in the Atlantic, it was basically saying like, like anything, there's this aspirational promise that a morning routine is going to give you all these mm. things. When in reality, it just often sets up people to feel bad about how they don't do what, you know, Bill Gates or Ariana Huffington, whoever the people are listed in these. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Look at my morning routine articles. And so I read it. I tried to keep an open mind about it. I will say, though, I woke up at 4.45 and had a really productive morning today. Whoa. My body just woke up. Oh, how nice for you. <laughs> I was in bed at 10, but I, just, I, I have found that if I can get up, I just love those mornings. Yeah. Anyway, listener, thanks for weighing in on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we were having a conversation on a recent mini app about replacing the word purge Mm -hmm. to refer to getting rid of stuff in your house. And we asked our listeners if they had suggestions for other words or phrases that we could use. And they came through for us. So many people had great ideas. Yes. We're going to read or listen to a few of them. 
The first one is an email and I included the subject here because I really enjoyed it. The subject is reframe the shame slash teach an old purge new tricks. (laughs) This listener writes, hi, Kate and Dory. I was listening to the pod this morning and the message from another listener about finding a new way to express the household purge really resonated with me. Tackling unused items and piles around the house is such a relief, but the word purge ignites a feeling of shame in me. It adds fuel to the dumpster fire of emotional chaos that can often accumulate along with all that stuff and makes the task all the more daunting. So in the spirit of being kind to ourselves and allowing space to recognize that one, there are so many different reasons we end up with excess stuff in the first place, not all of which are negative. And two, life includes transitions to different stages where once valued things become less useful. May I suggest trying out the phrase making room instead of purging your seemingly offensive items, try thinking of it as making room, room for more efficient things, room for better habits or room for fresh air even. Making room is taking a positive action toward accepting goodness into your home, whether physical or metaphorical, and feels more cathartic to me than the reactionary task of shoving yet another secret pile of shame into a burlap sack and sending it down the river, hoping it doesn't come back to haunt you. I loved this email so much. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. Um, and I love this whole concept of changing, reframing the narrative. I mean, talk about a reframe. Yeah. Making, making room. room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm making room. Or making space. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, another listener emailed and just said, instead of purge, you can use declutter or edit or pare down. All good suggestions. Really good words. Um, okay. And then we heard from another listener who said, um, they're about 10 episodes behind, but kind of along these same lines that this listener wrote, I'm really resonating with the overwhelming feelings of too much stuff, trademark, and piles everywhere, trademark. I live in Southern New Hampshire and have my first snow day of the season today. After a four-day weekend, I was eager to get back to work, and I'm now using this unexpected day off to tackle some of the projects that have been plaguing my household and contributing to my general feeling of overwhelm and discontent in my home. I'm organizing and removing piles. My goal is to clean and declutter my laundry room, bedroom, and kitchen table. I have to start somewhere, and those spaces stress me out the most. I want to share my hack with you. I'm using your podcast to time block. For example, I listened to full-length episode number 96 with Sinead Burke while I organized my bedroom and folded all my clothes. Mini episode 83, I'm snuggling with my cat and drinking coffee. The next full-length episode is when I tackle the piles on the kitchen table, and I'll probably eat lunch while I listen to the next mini episode. I intend to keep moving at this pace until I've finished my tasks. Uh, I mean, <laughs> did you ever think we would be a tool? No, but I'm making room. I just love this so much. What a strat. What a strat. You're like, you're using our podcast in such creative and wonderful ways. I truly am honored. I am too. That we are a time block. I, I will say, and this is also a great practice. This is what I do for writing. I do something called the Pomodoro method mm-hmm. where I write for 20 minutes and then I take a five minute break and I do that over and over and over again. And then I take a longer break after an hour. And and I mean, we've had many people chime in and say like set a timer for cleaning and that sort of thing. And I really do think it, it works to have oh, I agree. a constraint on the yes, time. I agree. I fully, fully, fully agree. All right. So let's hear a voicemail. 
story. This is a follow-up to the conversation we had on a previous episode about dealing with seasonal affectiveness disorder. Effective. I'll get it. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Ellen calling from Chicago to chime in about getting together with friends in uh, the winter when we are all sad and it's dark. <clears throat> and I uh, hear you with the uh, anxiety about hosting. And I am here to recommend having people over for not dinner. Uh, a couple times a year, I invite like eight women over for brunch. And it is not like a Pinterest-worthy brunch. It's uh, stretch pants and an egg casserole and a couple sides. We sit on the couch. And it's much less stressful than um, feeling like you have to feed people a full meal at dinner and have everything go. It is great. Um, <clears throat> also, if you're more ambitious, last year my friends hosted an I Can't Believe It's Still Winter Party in March. Um, it snowed that day. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, they cranked the heat up to like 80 degrees and put the sun lamp on and had tropical fruits and rum drinks. But it was the most fun. And it was also not dinner. It was like the middle of the afternoon. A lot of them have kids. And it was so great. So um, if anybody wants to give one of those a try, battle the winter blues, um, I highly recommend it. Pardon me being out of breath. I am 32 weeks pregnant and uh, walking home from the train. So um, thanks so much for the pod. I uh, love hearing from you guys. Bye. What a great, what a great suggestion. A tip from the Windy City. Yeah. I feel like people who live in like Chicago and Minneapolis have really good winter tips. Yeah. Y'all, you're all, you go through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The afternoon party idea where you warm up. So great. The house is really funny to me. It's really cute. That's a fun idea. I agree. I mean, your heating bill is going to be a little expensive that day. I wonder how hot they made the house. Yeah. 80 degrees. I don't know. Can you imagine going into a very warm party? <laughs> like just the, but like if it was really cold. Yes, out, it I think sounds that would, nice. Yeah, that would be so nice. A tropical themed party yeah. in the middle of it's winter. So, it's so smart. I like it. Even like uh, yeah, just having a summer barbecue inside. Totally. In winter. All right. Let's take a short break. Let's do it. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events there's weddings there's nights out it's vacations i mean it, like all the things happening in summer and what i love is that honey love has just the right thing for all those events feel comfortable and confident this summer with honey love's best selling superpower short the superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, 
I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. 
So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Okay. Mm. We are back. Oh, that's a nice little sigh, Kate. Oh, was it? Yeah, it oh, was. Thanks, Dory. You're welcome. <laughs> um, last week, we got perhaps one of our favorite emails ever from a 13-year-old girl named Claire who lives in Alaska. Again, it's such an honor to know that 13-year-olds are listening to this Truly. podcast. What? And then I think of myself at 13, and I just, like, I would have loved podcasts. Yeah, it's so hard to think about that, though. Like, what would I have been into as a 13-year-old? The sassy magazine of podcasts? Yeah, I mean, right. Like, I was really into sassy. So would I have been, like, would I have been really, would I be really into, like, Instagram or Visco or, like... TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. It's, like, it's very weird to think about. I asked my child if she knew what a Visco girl was, but she didn't know. Oh, interesting. That was kind of a relief because someone else told me that all their like nine-year-old friends want to be Visco girls. Yeah. A friend of ours who has a nine-year-old told me that her nine-year-old wanted to be a Visco girl for Halloween. How do they even know what things are? I don't know. Are they reading trend pieces on the internet? (laughs) They do have like style though by nine. Like my... Oh, totally. My nine-year-old asked for checkered vans for her birthday. Like she definitely sees them and wants things, like now has a sense of things. So anyway, Claire from Alaska, we know you're not nine, but we're just, we're just riffing here. Yeah. Anyway, lots of people wrote in with advice or called in with advice. So I'm going to share this email. I couldn't help but write in after listening to your mini episode with the email from the 13 year old who recently moved to Alaska. I just wanted to hug this listener because I went through a very similar experience. I am now 36, but also went through a move to Alaska from Idaho at the age of 12. That was a dark time in my life. I didn't have email, text, social media to keep in touch with friends I left behind. I did keep in touch with letters regularly with four or five girlfriends. Getting a letter in the mail from my long distance friends was such a treat that would always brighten my day. We would also chat on the landline after begging my parents to let me have some long distance call time. 
Remember long distance? Yeah. Remember like the rates went down after seven? Yes. It's so weird. I hadn't thought about long distance in so long. Anyway, after two years, I convinced my parents to buy me a plane ticket back to visit in Idaho with my two closest friends. There was no awkwardness since I had been away. We picked up where we left off. One friend made the trip up to Alaska the year before my senior year of high school. And again, we picked up where we left off. Over the years, I've had several other big geographical moves, although none have been quite as hard as when I was 12. To the listener, I know this time is hard and you may miss the friends and your old life before the move. The friends that matter will always be there, even if you don't talk every day or have the same day-to-day experiences. Make the best effort you can and even try some of the Stone Age methods of communication like a phone call or snail mail letter. Hmm. I mean, I'm on a text chain right now with my best friends from middle school. Oh, so I do think, you know, the real friendships stick it out. Yeah. And there are ups and downs. Totally. But that's really sweet. Also, I love that she kind of led a parallel life. Yeah. Also moved to Alaska at, at around the same mm-hmm. age. And um, it, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, this is unrelated. But when I was cleaning out my office in preparation for Henry's arrival, I was cleaning out a file cabinet that like had just sort of moved with me from house to house. Mm. And I found old phone bills, like old landline phone bills. Oh goodness. And yeah, it used to cost like whatever, you know, 19 cents a minute or however much it was. So like adds up. Yes. To make like long distance calls and it would have like the number and like how much the call cost. I was like, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's very weird it's to think very about weird. old phone plans. Yes. And like going over your long distance minutes mm-hmm. or like free long distance. Yep. I do fondly miss the 80s. Yeah, there's some things I miss about the 80s. Someone too. I know posted a picture of like an old phone on Facebook recently. Oh. It had two lines. Oh. And where you could like merge the calls. Oh. Just, remember the difference between mute and hold? Yeah. I mean, there's just... Those little things. Those little things. Dial tones. <sighs> Dial tones. I don't know. Ugh, Claire, do we sound old? We are old. We are old. That is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, here is another... Uh, we've got some app suggestions, so I'm going to play a couple of these. Hey, guys. This is Colleen. I was calling... Um, I just listened on the way to work to the episode where Claire wrote in um, about keeping in touch with her friends, um, obviously a little bit older than Claire, I'm 41. Um, but there's an app called Boxer. And um, I think when you do have cell service or, or Wi-Fi, like in, in public or whatever, um, you can leave a message. One of my best friends was in Alabama. And um, pretty much every morning on the way to work, we leave each other Boxer messages. She's We both have busy jobs and she's got two small kids. So talking on the phone isn't necessarily um, in the cards, but we can leave each other, you know, a three or four minute message, kind of catch up on our lives and we can do it while I hope this is okay to say, but while driving um, with the hands-free technology. Um, And it keeps, it just, it's really good to hear her voice every day. So that might be something worth looking into. Have a good one. So that's Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. Yep. And it's a, like a walkie-talkie-esque app. Yeah. I know. I've never, I'd never heard of this app. Me neither. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Totally. It's essentially kind of like Marco Polo where you leave video messages, but just like long voicemail-esque messages that you listen to when you can. And is the idea that, like, they don't take up room on your phone? Like, why wouldn't you just text someone a video? I don't... 
It's not a video. It's a. It's like a long voice recording. No, no, no I get that when you were saying Marco Polo. Oh, like why wouldn't you just text someone a video? Because you can have back. Have you ever done Marco Polo? Mm-hmm. You can have back and forth conversations. So like you'll be able to scroll across horizontally and you'll see like my face and then your face and then my face and you'll be able to and like i have oh, one i see the same friends i'm texting with from middle school we also have a marco polo thing and you can just kind of make stupid videos and respond to each other in the that's videos that's kind of fun it is fun it's i i like it i'll download it you should okay you can send me a message cool. it's very casual and you can also like fast forward you can add little like goofy changes oh, cool filters if you will um, and they can also be huge group chats. That's fun. Yeah. Try it out. Like you might like it with your siblings. Yeah. You know? All right. All right. One more suggestion. Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, I am calling in response to Claire from Alaska, who was looking for ways to stay connected with her friends um, when she doesn't have Wi-Fi at home. And both Kate and Dory, you guys mentioned using a voice memo, which is um, pretty much my suggestion is connected. Um, a lot of times with my really good friend who lives across the country from me, we will use, we both have iPhones, so we can do those um, voice messages really easily right in the messaging app. Um, I'm not sure how that works on, say, Androids or other kinds of smartphones, but I do know that WhatsApp works across all of them, and when I've lived um, out of the country, I've used that with friends, and you can just leave several minutes of message, and they can get back to you, as, you know, if, say they're in a different time zone, and it's not a convenient time for them to talk. So if making phone dates is um, becomes tricky, uh, it can be really nice. It can also be nice to just leave a message, um, record on your phone whenever something's happening, like say you're having a really hard day, or something exciting just happened, and you want to capture that excitement. And then the other suggestion that I have is um, akin to writing letters, when I moved across country from my best friend to go to college, I bought us a shared journal. And instead of writing a single letter back and forth, we would each keep the journal for a few weeks or months. And when we felt like it was time, we would send it along with all of our entries back to the other friend. And um, there was something really intimate about having, you know, several weeks worth of one of our thoughts. Um, whenever we needed a friend to talk to, we could just write it down and then mail it. And it's sort of like what Felicity did with the tape recorder. And if you haven't watched Felicity and you're feeling lonely in Alaska, that might be a good one, too. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, a journal back and forth. I love that Isn't that so kind of much. like the sister of the traveling pants a little bit? Never saw it. I never saw it Or either. read it. Neither me. But... Sure, sounds Nor like I, it. I mean, is what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah, but a traveling journal yeah. back and forth. It's so nice. You know what my college boyfriend and I did when we studied in Moran? What? We like left, we like each bought tape recorders and taped, like sent cassettes. Oh. It's not as cute as it sounds. It's like Although, Diary of a Teenage Girl. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. She records herself on, on tapes. Well, that is what we did because we were on two different continents. That's so cute. It was cute. There Dory. was no Marco Polo app. No, there were no cell phones, but there were cassettes. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Let's take another short oh, break. Yes, please. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older. 
and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Okay. All right, listen, we've got a voicemail and an email, and they couldn't be more different. I love that. But that's what this that's what podcast we're all about. is about. <laughs> so here's a dry lip tip. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm very excited to be a first-time caller. This is my first time calling any podcast ever. So yay. Anyway, I was just uh, catching up on some episodes, and I was listening to the episode from November 18th, and there was a listener who was asking about solutions for dry lips overnight. Well, I have a little tip, which I hope could be helpful. Um, for years now, since since I was pregnant with my first child, who is now 15, um, I have been using a straight-up lanolin cream. Um, it's just 100% pure lanolin. Um, and I got turned on to this because it actually is sold as a nipple balm for breastfeeding moms. Um, but you can also use it on your lips. So I guess the caveat to all of this is that if you are allergic to wool, 
you probably want to avoid this because lanolin is made from like oils from um, the sheep skin. So, oh my God, I'm out of breath because I'm so excited. Anyway, um, so this has worked for me for ages. Um, it's not great for daytime because it does stay pretty sticky, but just for sleeping in, it has literally been the only thing that keeps my lips from cracking in the cold, dry winters of New Jersey. So that's what I wanted to share. Hope you guys have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And I'm so excited to call. Okay. Love the pod. Thank you so much. Bye. Great tip. I have definitely put lanolin on my lips. Yeah. I have some nipple cream. And now that I'm not nursing, maybe I should just use it on my lips. But wouldn't it not be vegan or vegetarian friendly? Mm, Interesting. Am I right about that? I don't know. I've got to give lanolin a little Google here. Lanolin, according to Google, Mm -hmm. is vegetarian and cruelty-free. Lanolin is a natural wax found on the wool of sheep that helps keep their coat protected and dry throughout the year. It's 100% natural and proudly animal cruelty-free. I'm sorry, but I'm reading from a website. It's like lanolinisthebest.com. It's a little bit (laughs) propaganda. Oh, here we go. Now, vegan.com... yeah, it's extracted from sheared wool. It's a common ingredient. In non- I don't think it's vegan. I mean, it's an animal product, so it's definitely not but vegan. But it's vegetarian. They're not killing the sheep. That is, it's, it's lanolin, according to Dermstore, is a greasy yellow substance made from secretions from the skin glands of sheep to condition their wool. It's a natural animal, animal-derived product harvested from shorn wool. It is considered vegetarian. I don't believe it would be considered vegan. Good to know. But please educate us if we are wrong. Please. Um, all right. And I will say, like, definitely rub that stuff all over me lips. That's nice. This last email is interesting. It is. Yeah. Do you have thoughts? I do, but let's read it first. Okay. Who's going to read it? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay. I'm looking for thoughts on how to support a negative family member. My husband's cousin, parentheses, everyone lives within a 20-mile radius of each other and his family, so we're often together, was in a terrible car crash six years ago. She and her husband had very serious acute injuries, and the accident left her with lasting health challenges that limit her mobility. I understand how devastating this must be and how she and her family have had to adjust their formerly active lifestyle to accommodate for her ongoing difficulties. This family member constantly brings up the accident and the way it has upended her life. I'm talking every time we are together socially, a once a week Facebook post and nasty comments whenever anyone brings up them taking on something physical. I truly feel for her and for the hand they have been dealt, but it is exhausting to be around her constant negativity. I made the mistake once of saying that I was rooting for her and she made a comment that I had no idea what she goes through and then got away from the table and cried to her parents about me. She is 50 years old. It hurts to have your support rebuffed, and I'm particularly sensitive to her negativity because I watched my mom as a pillar of grace during her pancreatic cancer diagnosis, treatment, and death. Do I just ignore her ongoing negativity, mute her on Facebook, come to dinner events with a list a mile long with topics I know she's invested in so I don't accidentally say something to upset her? My husband's family says she's always been dramatic and thinks she's actually putting on more about her injuries than is real, but I'm not here to judge that and I'm really just trying to keep the peace. Any suggestions would be so appreciated. Appreciated? Appreciated. I've got it. I've got words. 
You do. It sounds like, I think to both of us, story that the listener who wrote in is going into this situation with the best intentions. Totally. You've, you're trying to be supportive. You are being really thoughtful about where this person is coming from. Yeah. Um, and you're being thoughtful, I think, in how you speak to them. And it sounds like it's hard to know the best way. It sounds like this person is going through a lot. And I, I wouldn't get, I would say, not to veer off, but I wouldn't get caught up in like what your husband's family is saying about her being yeah. dramatic or the injuries aren't real. What, take what she, this person says at face value. She's yeah. in a terrible accident and is... And it changed her life. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So my thought is that you cannot control how this person grieves or yep. lives yep. or responds in conversation or to your overtures. All you can kind of control is your interactions. Yep. So it seems like if you're together a lot, keep it light. Yeah. Don't follow them on Facebook if you're tired, if it's too much for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it sounds like you just need to set up a couple like you, this person is not someone it sounds like you're going to be able to have a really intense relationship with for your own mental health. Right. And that is OK. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can set that boundary. Um, and I think you can still, quote unquote, be there for her without feeling like you always need to be doing something. Yeah. And also, I think that would maybe take some of the pressure off both of you because it's it does seem like you get sort of stressed out by how she reacts to when you try to support her. And, and I, I will say, I get that. I'm, I'm similar. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm very sensitive to, to the, everything. Totally. So that can be really hard. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you can be compassionate without constantly like declaring your compassion. I'm sure that that your, your energy around this person is compassionate and kind. So I would say like set up some boundaries for yourself. Just one other thing that I do want to raise about this email. And again, as we said, I know that you were coming from this, coming to this from a place of compassion. Um, but one thing struck me about this, which is when you said that you're particularly sensitive to her negativity, because I watched my mom as a pillar of grace during her pancreatic cancer diagnosis, treatment and death. First of all, I'm very sorry about your mom. Um, but I do... I, I just I just have like reservations about kind of projecting what we have internalized as like the right way to be a victim of a horrible thing or to be grieving. Um, like it's wonderful that your mom was a pillar of grace because that must have been a really difficult time for her, obviously, and for you and everyone around her. But not everyone is going to be a pillar of grace. And that's okay. And I think it's it's not fair to your husband's cousin to expect her to be a pillar of grace. Yeah, everybody. It's that seems like a real individual. The way we, the yep. way I mean, I've never experienced terminal illness or any serious illness personally in my own body. But like, I can't imagine every, the way everybody goes through anything is going to be individual. Yep. So different. Yeah. And I would also say. I would, 
and it sounds like you're doing this, but I would avoid like the gossiping. Yeah. The gossiping family as hard as it is to avoid. I can only imagine that whatever challenges this person physically, emotionally, mentally is going through. However, whatever, nobody can understand them, but them. Yeah. And so to, you know, to speculate whether or not they're truly experiencing them in the most severe way possible, like it's layers upon layers of stuff. Yeah. And I just wouldn't even, I wouldn't even get down that path because like, you know how it is to get swept up in the in the chatter. Totally. We've all done it. I love gossip as much I as the next love person. Chatter. Yeah. But you seem like such a a, a kind person. Yeah. And that seems like a, a waste of your time, honestly, I listener. I agree. So, you know, good luck. This sounds like a really tough situation. You seem like a really thoughtful, empathetic person. Yeah. I hope you figure out how to navigate it. Me too. On that note, we are, we're done here. We are done here. But it's been a pleasure. It truly has. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.